a world where there's so much noise and information. One podcast is on a mission to cut the fluff and get strategic. A place where you receive the latest tips to expanding your leadership, optimizing your business, and ways to become a truly peak performance human. Now, get ready as your host, Jake Havron, is here to help you live the strategic life. I came to a conclusion that I have to, it's a must to create the Strategic Life Podcast when I truly realized that one of the greatest assets and the commodities in our lifetime is, is time. And, you know, in this world today, there's so many distractions. There's so much noise out there. And especially for entrepreneurs, for purpose-driven leaders, people that want to grow and expand and become more, there's a lot of fluff out there. And I'm one of those people that experience that. I listen to a podcast and I'm not going to sit around for you know, two-hour podcast to try to get three simple tips. I know that's great, but I want straight to the point application. I just finally asked myself, I was like, what can I create that allows for me to create condensed time, applicable information, and it speaks exactly to the person that's on the other side, aka you, and allow for you to move forward from this podcast and actually implement it right away. So then you can hit a new level of your success. You can hit a new level of fulfillment. And that's where I was just like, you know what? I got to create something and I got to create the strategic life podcast. And it has to be strategic because there's so much noise out there that we need to get very tactical with this. And the funny thing about this, and that's where I just have to feel like on this, this podcast here today, I got to share my backstory. If you know me or not, I'm not a business guy or I didn't start off as a business guy. I was just a normal kid growing up in, in Maui, Hawaii. <laughs> yeah, I grew up in Maui, Hawaii. So yeah, I recommend just sit back, listen into this podcast. I'm going to probably get very vulnerable here. I'm, it's, it's completely free riff. And uh, I'm going to allow, allow you to understand where I came from and how I got here to this current point where I'm working with, I worked with Fortune 500 CEOs. I've worked with people running nine-figure companies. I've worked with people that are just starting off creating their passion and turning into profit. And sometimes that's the hardest type of business consulting and strategizing. Um, but I've, I've worked in so many areas and all I can think about is how, and you know, I'm so grateful that, um, you know, God has given me these abilities and I, and I take full advantage, but you know, growing up, I was, I was the youngest of three and it wasn't always this case where I was doing what I'm doing now. I was the youngest of three. I was pretty insignificant. I was beaten up a lot. I was, I was the chubby white kid growing up in Hawaii. I was born in California, but grew up in Hawaii and moved there when I was six years old. And, you know, being the young kid and the white kid in a Hawaii school was not the best thing. Cause people look at me now and they're like, oh, this guy is so fit. He works out. He must, you know, he's six, six. Like, no, that wasn't the case. Like I was picked on, even though I was the tallest kid and the biggest kid. Uh, but I had no confidence. I didn't know how to protect myself. I didn't know what to do. I was also picked on at home. And, you know, my, my brother took a, took a lot off on me. Like he really beat me up. And, uh, you know, it's not to my, I love my brother and we're so great now, but you know, there was a lot of contrast in my life because I had so much self doubt. I had such a lack of confidence, you know, and I remember being like five foot eight inches playing basketball. I was actually uh, doing a lot of conditioning. And I was busting my butt, sweating till I was about to puke every single day because it was like a, a, a club team and we went hard. But I wasn't losing any weight. I was 180 pounds and I had just flubber on me. 
And it was seventh grade going into eighth grade. It was summertime. And I just had a breaking point. Of course, I had no clue what was going on, but I had a breaking point where I was like, I'm sick of this. Like, I want to look good in the gym. I want to finally have abs. I want to take off my shirt and not feel like I'm self-conscious, but maybe have a girl say, oh, wow. Like, you know, like that was just going through my mind. And so I had a breaking point and I was like, I'm going to search up every single workout. I did P90X. I went to GNC with my mom and she bought me a bunch of supplements and a lot of those supplements, if you guys know, Jack 3D, it had some crazy stuff in there back then. It was like the wild, wild west. Uh, I took a lot of things that probably are not legal nowadays, right? But that's what worked. And I was just a seventh grader with a mission and a vision to just look good and finally be significant in the sense that I wanted. And after working out every day, doing these band workouts, I was eating like a pound of edamame beans because back then soybeans were like the new crave, you know, high protein. It's, it's plant based. Uh, I lost 40 pounds. And I went back to school in eighth grade. I remember it so vividly walking in on what was it, registration day and people couldn't recognize me. And people were like, Jake? And I was like, <laughs> give him a little head nod. I was like, yeah. <laughs> like, you look amazing. I couldn't recognize you. Did you lose weight? Like, yeah. And that's where I got ingrained with taking care of myself. And I found confidence in being healthy. I found significance in being healthy. And I found even more to that. People were asking me, how did I do it? What did I do? Jake, how did you get arms like that? Like, I want to learn how can you, when we work out in class today, can you show me? And I started to learn that I could help other people, which is one of the most gratifying things you can do in this world. That's maybe why you're in this business as you are today. Cause you love helping people. That's a, such a amazing feeling. I learned that in eighth grade. And that's where I went on my journey of health and wellness. And, you know, I was really skinny. I put on some weight, uh, played soccer and basketball most of my life, played a year of football in high school. I was so soft that I hated it. Uh, it literally was not made for us. A buck 60, six one, just a, just a string bean. And I was playing tight end and I didn't get the ball thrown to me once because we weren't really a, a throwing team. But anyways, that was, that was freshman year. And I played basketball my entire life and, and I just shined in basketball. Senior year of high school, uh, I was six, four ish, six, five, depending on what shoes I was wearing. And I went to this, this camp, uh, this a scouting camp in Minnesota because my grandpa lived there and it was the last one available. I was like, well, I might as well go to Minnesota. And I played there and played a couple games and, and did pretty well. And one of the coaches from guess where North Dakota saw me, got connected with me. And basically offered me a full ride to play basketball and get a nursing degree in Jamestown, North Dakota. Yes, I went from beautiful beaches of Hawaii to Jamestown, North Dakota. Talk about the contrast of life right there. But the, the thing is, is I didn't appreciate the beaches. And that's where God has his own little beautiful humor in the sense of I didn't appreciate the beaches until I went to North Dakota because I was playing basketball every day. I actually saw it as a, a burden to go to the beach. I also didn't find interest because all the local people were at the beaches and, and, you know, I wasn't really like too close with them and I'd rather be close with my basketball friends because I was playing day and night because that's all I wanted. Um, and so I didn't care about the beaches and I actually despised Hawaii growing up because we had to travel everywhere for competition because the competition wasn't so good there. So I know I'm going pretty deep on this, but I just want you to really understand just the story because uh, it's going to play a big part with where I'm at today and why I'm at the place I am today. It's because of who I am. And there's a lot of us listening right now that 
may have had a lot of tests in our life, a lot of struggles, a lot of problems as you could perceive it as. But I'll tell you right now, when you find out the true meaning of those tests, they become your greatest testimonies. When you find out why you were going through that struggle, you will realize that that's going to help people get out of their struggle quicker. When you find out why you were tested in the lowest of lows, you will share people on how you got to the highest of highs and give them hope and inspiration. And that's where today I, I just want you to really understand that, that even though you may see where I'm at today and you may see other people where they're at today, they might have a story you didn't even know about. And I wanted to just get detailed on this because this story just shows that I went from Hawaii to North Dakota. And I didn't even know what the school looked like. I knew there was a nursing degree or a nursing school is good. I knew there was a basketball uh, team that was great. And that's all I went. But the thing is, is I actually wanted to go into exercise science. However, my sister was becoming a nurse and she was like, no, no, no. My mom and her were like, no, it was a better paying job. Um, you know, it was more opportunity. You could maybe go work with, cause I want to work with athletes. And, and that's just all I thought. I wanted to be a pro basketball player and work with athletes, whatever it is. And so you could be a nurse, better education. You could go further, you know, more pay. I was like, all right, I'll be a nurse. Right. And I went to school there. Honestly, it was a crazy ride. It was a small town, 17,000 people. But the beautiful thing, just to keep this short on the, the college experience, because you know, it wasn't anything too wild to share, but I'll tell you this. I was so bummed, but also a little mad that I didn't go to a bigger school. I had an opportunity to go to a bigger school, but I probably wouldn't have played a single game in my life. And that's just the truth, right? And I wanted to play basketball. But the, the beautiful thing I realized is there was a reason why I went to the small school. I went there because I learned how to be humble. I went there because I learned that, you know what, community matters. I went there because I didn't get lost in the craziness. I didn't get lost in the parties. I didn't get lost in any of that that uh, could have easily happened at a bigger school. And once again, when you look back in your rear view mirror, it is always 2020 vision because you are able to see exactly where you came from and realize why you came from there. And I realized for going to Jamestown University, University of Jamestown is an incredible experience, but it was my senior year of college where I realized that I was becoming this nurse and I just wasn't really called for it. I just was like, I was in the ER and what really just snapped me, I was in the ER working, we we're doing our preceptorships, which basically means that you're, you're basically working at the hospital, um, but you have, you know, you work alongside someone and this guy came in with this heart attack and we're in the ER, we know what to do. We're so comes in his heart attack he's in his late forties and we save his life, you know, uh, do the right protocols, give him the right pills, prescriptions, all of that. His family shortly comes in later. They're mourning. They're, they thought they lost their dad, their, their husband. And, and, um, you know, we save his life. And the next day or a couple hours later, uh, I couldn't remember if it was nighttime or like late at night, whatever it was, is we, he finally started to come to consciousness and he's, you know, doesn't know where he's at. And he looks over, he sees his family like freaking out. Like they're sad. They're crying. They're excited that he woke up all the emotions and I'm over here and then he looks at me and, and he just realizes that he's in the hospital and he obviously messed up. And so he talks to me, sees my name badge and says, you know, Jake, like, how do I not get here again? Like, please just, just please let me be good again. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. I was like, here's your, your, um, discharge, take these pills, start doing these exercises, stop eating that junk food. It's like, it's all we knew. And he's like, absolutely. And so for me, I was into health and wellness. I was like, great. Like, how could this guy never be here again? Like, 
Like he almost died. He almost lost his family. And I was set in stone. I was like, cool. I did my job. I helped someone. This feels so good to me. But the thing that tore me apart was a few months later, this guy comes in with another heart attack. And it didn't, it didn't register for me at first. It, it took a little bit of time. But when he came in and I saw it was the same person, what happened in my soul, and I, once again, it didn't make sense until I looked at it from like a few weeks, a few months after, is my soul kind of got torn apart and realized this is not my true calling. I love helping people, but I got to help people in a different way because you know what I realized there is that the 20%, which was the strategies and the mechanics that I gave him to become healthier and to feel better, he, uh, that, that he didn't have the 80%, which was the psychology. And I was like, how does this not make sense? You're about to die again. And so I just realized that instead of trying to get people out of the hospital, I need to start keeping them out. So I graduated as a nurse. I graduated four years, uh, finished up basketball as an incredible experience. And I went back to Hawaii and I, I just realized that I just want to chase my own passions. I've been playing team sports my entire life. I want to just, you know, work on myself. So I started doing bodybuilding back in Hawaii, started focusing on that. I just was like not really feeling nursing, but I knew I had to still get the exam and do that just to try to make some money because it is a high paying job. But I just wasn't setting with this. So I kept pushing it back and I did a bodybuilding competition, did pretty well. And I started to have people reach out and say, Hey, do you do online training? And I was like, I always wanted to be a fitness influencer because I was like, this is the life. And so I was like, yeah, I do online training. And so <laughs> I got a certification and this guy was in Nevada. I remember it so vividly. This is, and I share this because this was basically day zero of entrepreneurship. I created a fitness plan. I learned how to create one. I created a value offer of whatever it was. I had guys, I had my business skills was economics 101 in college and I got a C minus like I didn't have any business skills and I didn't even work because I was on a full scholarship and doing nursing. Like I didn't choose to work and I'm so grateful I didn't have to, but I started my own online training business. And I remember it. I was on the couch at my parents' house and I closed the deal for a whoppering, staggering $147 for a 12 week program. And I remember yelling up. I was like, mom, I was like, I just made $147 doing online coaching. And she's like, good job, hon. <laughs> and I was just so excited. But that was those small wins that people don't talk about. That's what ignited this idea that I, this, I can make my own money. I can make my own life. This is exciting. So I trained him. He got, you know, it was online and he got these incredible results. And, and that was that. But, you know, I, I had this opportunity. Not many people know about this, but I had this opportunity where there's this Hawaii professional basketball team. This was in, uh, September 2017. I uh, graduated in May 2017, and they had a pro team for the first time. They were playing in the FIBA League. This was like basically a big international pro league, and they already got their team set up. I was pretty pissed about that because they didn't even ask me. You know, I'm over here. I'm going to college, and, you know, I had this opportunity, but they didn't ask me, so I'm bummed. And then they say, hey, we need a couple guys for an exhibition game over in Hilo because they were called the Hilo Hammerheads. And I was like, yeah, put me on that team. I want to go play them. And I had vengeance. So I go over there at the back-to-back game, just going as the ragtag Maui team, going against the Hilo Hammerheads. Now, mind you, they have people coming in, flying in um, from the Philippines, from the Philippine League. You know, these guys were 6'10". These guys were, like, able to dunk, like, nothing, shoot threes. They were versatile. And I was a big man as well, like a center. 
Now I'm six six, and I just went out there back to back. The first game I played better than I've ever played in college, and I think it's just because I just rise to the occasion, and I knew these guys were the best, and I had to show up as the best, and and I scored thirty two points and like seventeen rebounds, and I just remember. People were like, where did that come from? And I, I'm not able to remember too much if we won the first game or lost the second game and, and uh, won the second game, whatever it was. But I think we split 50-50. But I remember going back after the first game and people were like, dude, Jake, where did that come from? <laughs> and I was like, you know, acting like I do this normally when I wasn't really, I never scored that much in college. I never had that many rebounds. And we go back for another game and I score like 26 points and like 12 or 14 rebounds. And I was just on fire. And the coach comes to me after and he says, dude, he's like, where did that come from? Like, what the heck? I heard about you. Like, he was like, you want to play for our team? And my eyes about popped out of my head. I was so excited. I kept my composure. I was like, I thought you guys didn't have an extra spot or you guys had booked up. He said, no, we got one more spot left. And he's like, let's talk. We'll, we'll talk next week. We could figure it out and hash the details. Long story short. We get on a call. I sign a contract, making money, playing, uh, going to live the life. I am becoming a professional basketball player. And this is everything I've been thinking about, even though I thought that dream was lost. Literally ecstatic. Put it on my, my Instagram, shared it to the world. Everyone's so excited. The dream is big. And this is the stepping stone to becoming an NBA player. And preseason comes up. And two weeks before preseason, our coach goes silent. He goes back to go help out with family stuff and no one knows where he went. And basically our coach dipped. No one knew people were selling their stuff to move over to Hawaii. The, the season's not starting. People are freaking out. What's going on? Are we practicing? Are we doing preseason? What the heck? The whole program collapsed. I mean, we had the entire like island committed. There was already jerseys, fans, everything. It all collapsed. And this guy's like now one of the most hated guys there. But the thing is, is I was devastated, you know, and, and long story short, he went off and like started a new team and in Houston and, and it was just this crazy mess. And I didn't really get into it, but I was devastated. I was like, this was my one chance to play professional basketball. And here it goes. And, and, uh, and this door's closed. I'm bombed. I don't know what to do. I guess I'm going to go back to nursing, even though I wasn't even really pursuing that. And what I realized is when one door closes, another one opens, but you only can see that door if you lift your head up and you look forward. And what happened was there was a job opening. I was like, well, maybe I should just go be a personal trainer to make some money since I already have this certification from the online training. I got certified so I could go be a personal trainer. And I was like, maybe I should just go be a personal trainer. And so on January 1st, 2018, that was my day one of entrepreneurship. Literally, by the time I'm recording this podcast, this episode, so about just four years ago, four, yeah, four years and a couple months, that was day one of entrepreneurship. I became a personal trainer as an independent contractor at Maui Powerhouse Gym, and I had to learn how to sell my own business. I had to learn how to market, how to how to create packages. They didn't give me nothing. They just gave me the gym to work at, and I had to do a split commission with them. But every single day, I was driving down half-hour drive from Pukalani to Kihei, and I was listening to podcasts. I've never listened to podcasts before. I despised books. I hated books because I was so burned from college and high school and 
reading all these crazy, you know, boring books and, you know, quote unquote boring. And I thought podcasts were going to be like that. And I got exposed. My very first podcast were Ed Milet and Andy Priscilla because my buddy from college, my basketball teammate, Vlad, incredible human, he said he, he loved Andy Priscilla and Ed Milet. And he said, dude, you got to listen to them. And I finally started listening to him. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. So every day I'm learning. I'm learning how to create uh, irresistible offers. I'm learning how to make people feel like raving fans. I learned how to, you know, upsell your services and all these things. And I started to just accelerate and make money and help people transform their lives. And pretty soon, a couple months in, my personal training business maxed out. I'm training like eight people a day. I'm creating my own life. I'm only working three to four times a week, going to the beach every lunch, working out. Like it was amazing. But I was like, how do I live a more abundant life? How do I make more money? How do I not work myself to the grave? Because yes, it was fun, but I could start to get a little tired. And that's where I went and got uh, invited or I, I, I was starting to listen to Lewis Howes and Lewis was having his Summit of Greatness event in Columbus, Ohio. And I was like, hey, Vlad, the one that told me about podcasts, I was like, hey, you live in the area over there in Michigan. You want to go to this like Summit of Greatness? I've never been to an event before. I had no expectations. I didn't even know what to expect. And I went there. And when I was there, I met a couple of people that introduced me to a mentor, someone that does something that gives you a specific strategy. I had no clue what this was. I was like, a coach, a mentor? What is that? I don't know what paying for a coach looks like. I played basketball my entire life and the coach was free. Right. But this person was also a nurse. She, her name was Heather, amazing woman. She, uh, she was a nurse. She's now a health coach. She was making stupid money and I couldn't even believe her. That's because my expectations, my money mindset was so limited. I didn't know how to break out of that. And there's probably some of you listening right now that don't know how to hit the six figure mark or the seven figure mark or how to expand your team. And you just think that's not possible. Well, that's how I felt when I felt capped being a personal trainer because I didn't know what I didn't know. And so she introduced me to a mentor. Long story short, I invested significantly. And within one to two months, I made more money and helped uh, more people online than I could have even imagined. And I went from being an in-person trainer to an online trainer. And that's where I moved forward. And I was like, wow, I'm making more money. I could be anywhere I want doing this. People are getting transformed no matter where they are living in the nation. This is incredible. I need to move to California. <laughs> I've always wanted to move to California. But the truth is, is I wanted to go there because I, I knew there was opportunity. I knew I could go and do interviews and, and uh, auditions and be on game shows and all this fun stuff. And it's so funny. And I share this and I know I'm going very in detail, but I hope you really resonate with this story. Because if there's one place you're going to probably listen to the full extent of my story, it's here, is I remember setting before I even knew what a, setting a deadline means or setting an artificial deadline. I said, I just I just need to move by February 1st, 2019. I was like. I just need to set a date because if not, I'm not going to do it. That's all I knew. And so I was like, all right, well, then, you know, I kind of reverse engineered. And I was like, well, January 3rd, I'm going to fly over there right after New Year's. And I'm going to look at some places and I'm going to find a place. I had no clue. Right. I just I just declared it and I knew it would figure its way out when I do it and when it happens. And the funny thing was, is that it was December 31st, New Year's Eve, three days before I was about to go there. I declared this on my Instagram as well, that I'm looking to move to California or whatnot. And some friends I was going to hang out with uh, for New Year's uh, couldn't hang out. And so one of my buddies that I knew from the gym, never hung out with in person, saw he was doing like a little New Year's get together. And I was like, hey, what's going on? He's like, dude, come on over. Like, you know, let's connect. And I went over there and he's like, dude, I saw that you're looking to move to California. Guess what? Like my friends, they're entrepreneurs. 
They're looking to get a house in Dana Point, and they're looking for one more roommate. I thought of you like, maybe this would be a great fit. And I was like, yeah, you showed me the place. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is beautiful. It's by the water. This is like a dream. And uh, they, they connected me and they're like, yeah, let's like meet up when you're there. And I went to California and I asked them, I was like, when are you guys looking to move in? And they're like, February 1st. And I said, no way. I said, that's when I'm planning to move too. And they're like, so it worked out. I moved in with these entrepreneurs. Shout out to Jeremy. You know, who now is running, um, one of the biggest companies called Popple. Shout out to Cam, who is, you know, doing photo shoots for people like, you know, Sheckler and, uh, you know, Marshmallow and all these things and doing videography. And then shout out to Riley, who is now, you know, running an incredible marketing company and, uh, agency and worked for a, a huge company called Ship in the past. Uh, just incredible humans. And that's where my life just completely changed. When I moved to California, I was finally on my own. I was finally living the life I wanted to. And I was just expanding and growing. And what really changed, just keep this progressing, is that I started to network with more people. I started to go to more events, more exposures, putting my name out there, making relationships, connecting. That's what really made me you know, start to stand apart. And I remember going back to Hawaii in June for the first time. And it was the last day I met up with one of my good friends and business partners, Sarah Foley. And, um, you know, long story short on her, on her, um, connection with me is that when I was a personal trainer, it was my third month and I was around the corner. I was the only trainer at the gym and this, uh, younger kid, Connor, he was my very first client. He's like my younger brother. He uh, came around the corner and said, Jake, 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 there's this woman in a wheelchair looking for a trainer and she needs someone like strong because she needs to get picked up and all that stuff. And I guess she has like a spinal cord injury or something. And, and uh, uh, you know, you should go talk to her. And I looked around the corner and I saw her and I was like, I've never worked with someone with a, a spinal cord injury before. And they all my all the thoughts were going through my head. I was like, I don't know what to do. Can I know what to do? Should I hand her off to someone that has more experience? Like. What should I do? And in that moment, I was like, just, just help her. Just do it. Like, figure it out. So I went around the corner and I told her who I am. And I said, I've never worked with someone with a spinal cord injury, but I have a nursing background. I understand the human body. We're going to figure it out. It might not work right away, but we're going to figure it out. And she believed in me. And in 12 weeks, she had a complete transformation of her body. She learned how to re-engage muscles that she lost because of the paralyzation because she paralyzed the mid-waist down. She got in an ATV accident seven plus years ago. And we helped her go from literally holding her arms up with that. She was falling over when she would hold her arms up because she had no core strength to doing pull-ups and being able to do twists with a medicine ball because we re-engaged those muscles and her body completely just transformed in 12 weeks. What happened from that is it inspired hundreds, if not thousands of people that also had spinal cord injuries because she was posting and blogging about it and they're like, Sarah, how did you do that? What did you eat? What workout did you do? I didn't know this was possible. And she was like, Jake, we just got to like create something for them. And we created this workout training program for people with spinal cord injuries. And we started to duplicate that for people that lived in Michigan and lived in Florida. And it was all online and they were still getting results, losing pounds, looking better than they could even imagine, feeling so confident again. And so anyways, that just that that passion project just came out of just, you know, just serving people. And um, it's such a beautiful experience. But we connected back when I moved to, to California and came back and on the very, I was literally leaving and I was about to get in my car and she's like, Oh, by the way, Jake, she was like, 
you know, my husband couldn't go last minute. My friends said they couldn't go. I got an extra ticket to a Tony Robbins event. You want to go to it? And I was like, Tony Robbins. I was like, I've never, I've heard of him, but I don't really know much about him. I was like, when is it? And she's like, in two weeks. I kid you not. This was like 15,000 people. This was literally, I had no clue what to expect. I'm standing in line. It's a huge line. This is a funny story. I'm standing in line and I'm in front of these two women that probably got forced to go there from their CEO or the owner of a company or something. And all they were talking about, I had no experience and they were just leaving this bad taste. They were like, Oh yeah, you know, Tony probably just, you know, in the back, just like sniffing on crack and, you know, he's probably doing this and doing that and all these things. And just, I'm like, what are they talking about? And I was like, these people are just like salty, but sitting in line for two hours hearing that you start to believe like, you know, what they're saying might be true. And so finally we get into the arena and we have our, we're like kind of in general admission. So we're up on like kind of like the nosebleeds or the high part of the, the side of the stadium. And Sarah and I sit separately because she has to sit in the quote unquote disabled section or the handicapped section. And all I know and all I hear about 30 minutes later, I'm kind of like being by myself. She's down on the front rows, literally waving and saying, Jake, Jake, I got a platinum guest ticket. She was like, I, I you know, the, the guy got me a connection and, and I just asked, how do I get down there? And I'm, I'm down here. And I was like, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. And I'm sitting up like looking from a mile away at this big stadium. And I'm like, can you get me another ticket? And she's like, I'll work on it. I'll try. I'll try. Ten minutes before Tony's coming on, she's like, she calls me up. She says, "Jake, come on down. I got you a ticket." And I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" Because all I could think about was, how do I get down there? What do I have to do, or who who do you have to be to go be down there? I was like, probably have to have a lot of money. Probably have to know people. And now here I am running down to go be on the front stage of this fifteen thousand person event, and that is just where my life completely changed because I'm sitting second row and I'm behind this, 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 the seats that have these names on them. And I see one of the seats with this big guy with a jacket on that has a big line on it. And his name on the back of the chair is laid out boldly. And I'm like, who is this guy? How am I going to give this guy value? I'm just a young buck. I mean, I don't have no significance to him. That's what I'm saying through my head. But little did I know that four days of a Tony Robbins event, a full immersion, hugging, sharing your story, sharing your passions, your missions, your whys, your, your, your strengths, your weaknesses, all these things. I realized that you could build deep connections because when you're vulnerable, you build trust and you build connection. And I was connecting with this guy and his name is Puneet and Puneet completely changed my life because he's a stem cell doctor. He's a very successful entrepreneur. And after four days going from literally, how can I even connect with this guy? And, and who am I to connect with him to literally like, where do you live? Oh, you live in Dana Point. I'm up in Beverly Hills. Let's connect. Let's go get some lunch. And from there, he brought me to future events. I got to be his platinum guest partner sitting in the fronts every time. And every time I was going to a Tony Robbins event, I was able to connect and build my business and help people. And I realized that, you know what, people, they have all the money, they're traveling, they're successful in business, but a lot of these entrepreneurs here are struggling with their health. And back then I was an online trainer still. And I was like, well, I'm already kind of doing this thing where I'm helping busy entrepreneurs. Let me just target a little more to these people at this Tony Robbins event and help them because they're traveling to new hotels every single month. And I created workout plans and meal plans specific to that. And now my business just took off because I'm helping people 
that are more of my ideal avatar and all started with this. And so went to all these events, fast forward to November 2019. And I met Nick Sensenastasso, an incredible human. I'm one of his uh, expert trainers in this mastermind now. And we're, we're good friends, traveled around. And but back then I met him at a Tony Robbins event and we became good friends and he invited me to this speaking workshop. And mind you, I'm sharing you this story because it's constantly the value of understanding that it's the power of saying yes, the power of going into the unknown, the power of surrounding yourself with like-minded people. And these were the things that accelerated me to this point today. And so they invited me to this private workshop, this this workshop to create your keynote, to master your craft. And I was like, I want to be a speaker one day, but I don't think so right now. I was like, that's not my main focus. However, I did not want to miss the opportunity. So I had a little bit of FOMO and I was like, all right, the speaking workshop was literally like $15,000. It was not anything um, light to take lightly. But I went to this workshop and within three days, I mastered my craft. I got so much confidence. I understood I could make a keynote. I understood that I have this, this, this genius within me that was just kind of buried in there and I finally have a keynote and now I just I believe I'm a speaker and I believe I'm a speaker so now the next day we all of us we fly out to Tony Robbins for another Unleash the Power Within in November and guess what once again sitting in the front rows the very first day we talk about writing out your extraordinary life and instead of writing out I'm going to be the top online trainer or whatever it is I'm going to train celebrities all these things that I wanted to do I was like no no I'm going to be speaking on stages all over the world and I started declaring it I was like I believe in myself I have confidence in myself cuz I took that step to go do that workshop and I was like I know I could do this so I'm I'm just like you know what live audacious live big you know do incredible things like just say it and proclaim it and so I was proclaiming it and then now we're sharing it with people and the people are like, oh my gosh, that's amazing. Like, I can see it. You can do it. Like, they were like giving me inspiration. I'm like, yeah, but that, that's not where it ended. As you know, at Tony events, there's uh, these like little interventions he does where he calls on people. And so, and he also does a lot of dancing and jumping and all that stuff. So we're all jumping at the front uh, of the, the stage. And I just had this little intuition that I was like, you know what? I was like seven rows back in the front rows. But I was like, I don't want to go sit down I was like, I'm going to go to the side and drink a, a drink a little bit of water. And so I'm like sipping on water because if not, they'll tell you to sit down. So I'm like trying to, you know, finesse it a little. And everyone sat down. I was like one of the only few that was still standing up away on the side. And he asked, he was like, all right, who wants to share your extraordinary life? And without hesitation, I don't know what came over me, but I just had, was on this high of confidence and, and belief in myself. I raised my hand so fast that he turned. He called me and he's like, you, just gotta give him a mic. And everyone applauded. And if you go on my Instagram, you'll be able to see this video. But in front of 15,000 people, I proclaimed and I said, well, Tony, you know, my extraordinary life is I'm going to be speaking on stages all over the world. I'm going to be paid 50,000 to speak. And I'm going to be speaking on your stage, Tony. And everyone erupted. And they're like, you know, he, he chuckled and everyone was applauding. He's like, well, give him a hand. And we had a little intervention, but I'll tell you, proclaiming that because of all of the alignment, I, I truly believe in alignment. Because of that, all these people started coming up and saying, I didn't know this was your mission or your passion. Let me know how I could help you. I got this connection, got that connection. Like I was like, 
holy moly, this is a lot of confidence here. Like this is belief. This is God telling me that this is where I'm supposed to be going and go full force and don't let anything hold me back. And there was this one woman that came up to me and she was like, I have some opportunities for you. Let's talk after the event. She connected me with this event in February, 2020, one month before the whole craziness and the pandemic, there was this event in Burbank and she gave me a keynote spot to speak for one hour for my inaugural keynote speaking event next to Brian Tracy. If you don't know Brian Tracy, a legend in the personal development space, Mark Victor Hansen, who co-authored Chicken Soup for the Soul with Jack Canfield, uh, Robert Herchevec from Shark Tank. Uh, Demi Moore was one of the celebrity guests at the gala that I had a, a, a VIP table for. And this all happened because I declared it and proclaimed it and I took the step. And once again, I am here today sharing this with you because you can do the same things. If you proclaim it, if you have the confidence, if you put the action behind it, you can take the steps. You can achieve that new level of success. You can achieve that new level of impact, that new level of fulfillment. That's what it takes. That's why we're being strategic here. I'm just giving you the story so you could understand it and understand where I came from. But when I got on that stage and I spoke in front of a couple hundred entrepreneurs and I had a booth and everything, that's where it all began. And that's where I built my belief that I could speak, that I could train, that I could help people. And then I was doing business consulting because I transitioned into business consulting as I was working with these entrepreneurs and their health. They started to bring up business naturally and they say, oh, I'm struggling with this or that's happening with my, my employee. And I was giving them just advice because I love business. I love helping people make money. I didn't know how to do it yet. And they're like, wow, that actually works. That makes sense. Oh, do you have any other ideas? And I've given them ideas and it works, especially for sales and marketing and leadership. And that's what I was like, ooh, I like this. And so I started to test it out and I put some feelers. I, was, I talked to a couple of people. I was like, hey, you mind if I do some business consulting? I'll do a complimentary. I want to get your results. Obviously, if you love it, we'll have a testimony from you. And they said, absolutely. And he got them results. And that's where I officially put a pillar of my coaching as the health but also the business. And I was doing both. And most people would purchase both. They wanted the mindset and the business coaching alongside the health because why wouldn't you? But it was after a while where I was just like, I love business. I love helping people make money because if they can make money and, and improve and optimize their struggles and their bottlenecks, everything else aligns. They have more time freedom. They have more ability to work on their health naturally. I was like, let me focus on the thing that is really exciting, which was optimizing and business consulting them. And that's where I just went from a transition of being a health coach, which I still talk a lot about health and I still work with people on that. But the business consulting is where it's just very strategic. And I tell people and I've, you know, I've had multiple mentors. It's like I'm like a, a, a funnel. Like I remember in, I think it was 2019 or 2020. I, no, 2019, I invested over $100,000 in mentorship, guidance, workshops from the best of the best. Because I want to be a funnel, a one-stop shop, a master carpenter for whoever I work with, where no matter what problem they give me, I have a solution. And that's what I tell them. And so when they say, hey, I got this problem with this uh, sales or, you know, that, like, what do you know about this? I've probably worked with someone. Or I've learned from something that I can apply it specifically to them at that current point. And now they're getting results because they're getting strategic application. And that's where I was like, oh, this makes sense. Being strategic, not just being some sort of vanilla program, not just being some sort of coach that teaches basic foundations. It's very strategic. I was like, I love this. 
I was like, this is where it's at. And so that's how I got into business consulting today. And I constantly learned and grew and learned from the best and applied the best and worked on myself with it, but then worked on other people. And then I would work on one industry and take what works in that industry and implement another industry. That's usually where the greatest success has. So that's another powerful thing about what I do now is that, you know what, I work with people from the financial space to the real estate, to the construction, to the nine to five, to the, um, the blue collar, the white collar, to uh, investors into coaches, you know, entrepreneurs, the whole gamut, you know, HR, software, um, tech, working with people to do land acquisition development. And what's so cool is that if you can provide specific value for them, you can take what works in that industry and implement it in another industry and create massive, massive results because that's usually what's those two millimeter shifts that make the biggest difference. So then, the whole pandemic happened, turned virtual, had to do a lot of pivoting, a lot of finding ways to give massive value. But here I am today where now, you know, I'm traveling around, speaking to companies, to workshops, to masterminds, talking about optimizing influence and sales, um, leadership development, obviously a lot of personal development, but it's very applicable. And my goal is to just give so much upfront value that people want to work with me further because they see the results. And that's where I find my irresistible offer is go in and just train and work and serve with nothing in return for expectations, but all the value to get. And so that's my call to you, by the way, if you have a mastermind, if you have a company, a leadership team, a sales team, and you do want that optimization, you do want to see them increase efficiency. If you want to see more revenue generated, if you want more optimization in your personal life, but also your business life. That's where I'm here to serve you, whether it's on a personal level or in this podcast. That's why I'm doing what I'm doing today. That's why I'm continuing to grow. And what does my goal look like in the long run? I want to be able to create, I'm going to create massive conferences, massive transformational seminars. These are things where you come in for two or three days and you are getting rapid experience and rapid transformation. It's not where you're going to sit back and wish you got out of your seat and went and left within an hour of the conference. This is where, why most, especially with workshops, I, I did a workshop in Montana. It's supposed to be about two hours each night for six hours total for a three-day mastermind. It went for 10 hours, almost double the amount of time. And that's because the immersion, the application, people wanted more. I did a workshop in Austin. And it was supposed to be four hours, but because the, the, the 20 entrepreneurs in there loved it so much, it was eight hours. We doubled our time, but it was nonstop. People were engaged. People were loving it. And that's what I want to create in the long run. I want to create massive impact. I want to help people on a very strategic level so they can become more free and more fulfilled. And that's where the strategic life podcast comes in. That's where I could allow for this information to scale. I know this was a long story. I appreciate you so much for listening. And if you listened in by this this far, by the way, please go in, either send me a message on Instagram. Tell me what resonated with the story at Jake Havron. Go send me a message on Instagram. I read every single message. I run my Instagram, so I'll be able to see that. But I would love to hear because, you know, sometimes I feel a little bashful, like, like sharing my story and opening up in this detail. I feel like I'm boring or repetitive. Those are just my own limiting beliefs or my own stories I'm playing. But... I would love to hear and be reaffirmed of how this maybe have impacted you in some unique way. That would mean so much to me. That would make me feel like um, it was worth it. That would make me feel like, um, you know, impact is created and that my story, my test is becoming a testimony and you can create that reminder. 
But every single podcast I release is made to be strategic. It's made to help you in your leadership optimization. It's made to help you in your business optimization, in your influence skills, both in person, uh, your personal life and your business life and everything in between. It's made to help you your personal development. We're not talking about personal development one-on-one. We're talking about high-level, granular, two-millimeter shift personal development because I know that's where you're at. You don't need the basics. You need that next level. And I'm here to provide that in the most efficient, time-condensed way so you can leave these podcasts applying it, moving forward with success, and hopefully letting me know that that helped you, whether it's you tag me on Instagram, you or you make a story and tag me and shout out the podcast, you know, I'll regram you, I'll show you some love, whatever it is, I would love to see that this is applying to you, giving me ideas of what you'd love to hear, what you want me to research and, and provide value on. That's what we're about here is to help you become that next level purpose-driven entrepreneur. So that's my story. Obviously, there's more to it, but for the time being, I just wanted to talk about that. Um, and just, just know I was just the, the chunky white kid growing up. I was insignificant. Um, I felt insignificant. That's for sure. Um, didn't have a terrible life. I was taken care of. I, our family, my dad worked hard. He was a basket pusher when he was 18 years old or whenever it was at Costco. And now he's one of the top managers in the entire world of Costco. And. You know, I'm very grateful for his hard work ethic and he took care of us, but I had no confidence growing up. I was not the jock. I was not the, the cool kid. I was just the average kid. And um, I'll just let you know that everyone has a genius within them. Everyone has unshakable confidence with them and everyone has a unique gift with them. And that's you. Yes, I'm talking to you. The power of it all is finding out what it is how to extract it and how to know and embody it so that you can become that every day. And I hope this podcast allows for you to do that. And that would be my greatest gift and my greatest accomplishment. So it's my story and I look forward to seeing you on the future episodes. We're at the end of this show today, but let's keep the conversation going. If you received massive value, not mediocre value, but massive value from this episode, then if you would go to Apple Podcasts, and leave a personal review right now, as your review may be the one that inspires someone to start living their strategic life. It's as simple as opening up the podcast app, search up this podcast, and scroll down to rate and review, and there you go. Also, if you share this podcast in your Instagram stories and tag me, at Jake Havron, I'd love to connect with you. All right, that's it. This is Jake Havron, signing off. Oh, remember this, my friend. Go create your strategic life. See you in the next episode.